L.L. Bean has partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your happy place. And with more than 400 national parks, there's a good chance you'll find one close to home. Discover your perfect day in a park at findyourpark.com. Today, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, home to great food, activities, and one of the most beautiful campuses in the nation and fantastic museums to boot, including the wonderful Carolina Basketball Museum. Looking to freshen up the camper? We've got tips for giving an old RV that Joanna Gaines look. A crock is on the loose in Chicago, of all places, and the podcast gets a hostile takeover. This is RV Miles. Welcome to episode 102 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. This week, we are coming to you from Kansas City, Missouri, Abby's hometown, Kansas City, the city of fountains. Did you know that Kansas City has more working fountains in the world than any other city, including Rome? Yeah, I knew that. Because you're from Kansas City, Yeah, don't look at me like I wouldn't know that. (laughs) We are the city of fountains. (laughs) Every year in early April, the city celebrates the Greater Kansas City Fountain Day when all 48 publicly operated fountains spring back to life. We've never caught this. We have to catch this someday. Actually, I've never caught this. You you didn't know about that. I actually didn't even know about that. That's a new one. The fountains date back to the late 1800s where they served thirsty dogs, horses, and birds. But then they started putting drinking fountains near the area's springs, which all had their own little decorations and themes to provide safe drinking water. And then over the years, every courtyard, parkland, tree-lined boulevard throughout the area got fountains. Can't walk down like half a block without no, running into a fountain. It's, it's pretty cool. Now, do you say fountain or fountain? Well, it depends if I'm trying hard to sound like I'm talking correctly. <laughs> Standard American. <laughs> F- founding, it depends on fountain. if I. Fountain. For me, it would depend on whether fountain. or not I'm standing in front of Sheldon Patinkin. And if I, I was recording it. this podcast, I say fountain. If I was recording the National Parks podcast, I'd say fountain. Fountain. <laughs> Hey, we'd also like to welcome the Stressless Camping Podcast to the podcast world. Tony and Peggy Barthel are off to a great start, and we want to wish them well with their new endeavor. That's right. And if you're not listening to it, you should go over and listen because they're super cool people. They're available on any podcast app, so you can find them wherever you're listening to us. Hey, also coming up is Amazon Prime Day, July 15th and 16th. So really, it's not a day. It's two days. No, Amazon Prime is so big that they need a day to be two days in order to roll out all of the amazing things. It's one of the most best times of the year. <laughs> if you got your eye on something like, oh, for instance, an Instant Pot, this is the time to buy it. Actually, Instant Pot was the number one item sold in the U.S. on 
Amazon Prime Day last year because it had quite the discount for it. I don't think we got ours last year, but I think we did get ours during Amazon Prime, maybe back before I think we, we got, got ours trailer. on Cyber Monday. Oh, did we get? Oh, yes. maybe. We, we actually keep... got our Instant Pot before we built the bus. Yes. It was back when we were building the bus. We spent so much money on Amazon. Oh my God. We bought everything on Amazon. <laughs> our house was full of boxes and all kinds of ridiculous packing materials. I'm pretty sure there's a customer service rep that works for Amazon that is still getting their annual salary off of everything we bought. <laughs> so, <laughs> like. If you like to buy stuff on Amazon, though, I want to put you to a, a great resource. There's a Facebook group that's called Camping and RV Gear Deals, and it's ran by Kevin Reed. Kevin scours Amazon daily for great deals for RVers and he's going to be on top of everything on prime day. And if you just join the group, he, he just links to stuff all day long and it's all great stuff for RVers. So you don't have to go search through Amazon to, to find stuff. It, it, when something pops up, that's, that's one of those lightning deals. He's on top of it and it's right there. And of course, you know, he's an Amazon affiliate, so he gets a little kickback, but it doesn't cost you any more at all. So it's a really great group. It's one of the few, I just went through and I deleted a whole lot of groups I belong to on Facebook. You deleted <laughs> over 30 I, I deleted 35 and, and I still got like a hundred. I, I got to get rid of a whole bunch of them. And, Jason but that's has, one I'm going to keep. <laughs> Jason has this, I don't know if I want to call it an obsession, but there's not a group out there that Jason won't be a part of. <laughs> Did you stay in the pork tenderloin group, hun? That's, I, I mean, I have to know. The, the, the pursuing pork tenderloin group. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a group about breaded pork tenderloin sandwiches. If you don't know what these are there, uh, you can get them at Culver's. That's the only place I know that's like a national chain that, that you can get them. But Culver's isn't even that national. It's sort of an Indiana delicacy, actually. It's a, a flattened and breaded pork tenderloin on a sandwich. And the hallmark of this is that the patty is always way bigger than the bun, right? And people would share photos of, you know, finding their pork tenderloin sandwiches in their group. But I have to tell you, there was more drama in that Facebook group <laughs> than any Facebook group I've ever been involved in. So I had to leave it. I imagine if you are joining a Facebook group about a very specific food item, then you probably have a lot of very specific opinions about everything in life. So I can see where that group would be very, very volatile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm I, glad you- I mean, except me. I don't have a lot of opinions about things. <laughs> <laughs> She's speechless. I, She's speechless. <laughs> I will. Oh, look, there's a bird out the window. Let's look at that right now. So check out Kevin's group, Camping and RV Gear Deals. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. RV Miles is sponsored by Road Trippers. Road Trippers lets you plan your perfect summer road trip and fill in your route with personalized stops along the way. Road Trippers Plus lets you add up to 150 waypoints on your journey, and it's only $6.99 a month or $29.99 a year. And as a listener of RV Miles, you can now get 20% off an annual subscription using code RVMILESPROMO. That's all one word, RVMILESPROMO, for 20% off Road Trippers Plus. Just visit roadtrippers.com slash plus offer, or check out the link in the show notes. 
time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. Out of these dates, which is the odd one out? September 30th, January 31st, April 30th, July 30th, or October 31st? And the answer was July 30th. That's the only day of those that is not the last day of the month. You know, someone else also pointed out about that answer that it's the only month that doesn't have an R in it as well. Interesting. Yeah. I know. I thought that was kind of cool. And it was the same one. Wow. Mm -hmm. Our winner this week is T. Hannigan, who will receive a dry bag from the Gulf Shores and Orange Beach Tourism Bureau. That's really cool little dry bag. It's not little, actually. It's quite big. You might have a chance to win a prize later on with the new brain team. randomly do crud um i'm jack i'm i'm ethan where's the laugh tricks oh yeah i have it on mute oh well say hi to the audience guys the fake audience we have officially taken over this podcast right uh yeah 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 i'm in charge though no you're not i am definitely in charge so today go we're first. gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about restaurants, food chains, not yeah. chains, just any restaurant. Really, yeah, restaurants we like to go on the road, any kind of stuff like that. It's yeah. pretty. Doesn't have to be a chain, just a place we went to at one point. Yeah. Okay. So okay, you can start. I, any restaurant I like, we always seem to just never go to. Anyways, my favorite restaurants are Red Robin and Olive Garden. What are your favorite restaurants? I like to go to Applebee's. Um, I like Chili's a lot. Okay, Spoiler so let's talk about why we like our restaurants now. Oh, yeah. We, I love, I've never gotten anything from Red Robin that hasn't been macaroni and cheese. I've, no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I've never gotten anything besides mac and cheese. You know, it's just, it's a true fact. Same goes for um, Olive Garden. Their fettuccine Alfredo is my favorite food in the world. I love it so much. Uh, it's only yeah. it's the only thing I've like ever gotten. I love gotten. the chicken fingers in Rob, Red Robin. Oh yeah, that I, type I, of actually, chicken. I need to try those. There's yeah, a type of a chicken piece finger. next time we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Applebee's now. Applebee's. Yeah, I love. I once again never got anything besides them. I think I no. I've gotten chicken fingers from. Yeah, Applebee's the chicken before. fingers are. Yeah, they are the same they, one. We, uh, they have mozzarella sticks. Okay. That's what we get all um, the time. Yeah, outside. a marker just went under the sun. Mozzarella sticks are like. My yeah, favorite side. I love mozzarella. So yeah, favorite yeah. side. You know, they're better. They beat out the dessert side. Now let's talk about chilies. All right, chilies. Yeah. The dessert we always get there is like a oh, cookie, yeah, this cake like cookie thing. brownie thing they have. It has like ice cream on it. It's also, so good. Also, their mac and cheese at Chili's. Chicken, again, chicken fingers, amazing. You, for me, restaurants, like I love mac and cheese from restaurants, and restaurants always have like little bowls of them, which is super annoying. Yeah. So I got two orders of. Mac and cheese at Chili's at once, not realizing how big their mac and cheese actually is, and I I was incredibly full by the end. Thought of another restaurant. Yeah, what? CC's. Oh yeah, CC's. Well, and also well, Golden Corral. All okay, right, let's yeah, talk about CC's. All right, CC's. Yeah, they're they're a the, buffet. It's they, a pizza buffet. They're, they're pizzas. You know, it's all right. It's not like the Isn't best it, pizza yeah. in the world. Yeah, but, but we love it. I, I love I like the little mac and cheese side bowls they give you. Those I are love, amazing. I, I like their cheese stick sides. I love their cheese stick stuff. Yeah. Those are those are their cheese bread yeah, stuff. Yeah, the mac and so cheese good. is amazing. That they normally have like little arcades to the side, so you can go play in that. 
Yeah, oh, and just here's cool. a couple honorable mentions. And our honorable mentions for today are Wendy's, Happy Joe's, Portillo's, and so many more. One more thing. One more. What? what? Uh, like, Panera. Panera. Uh, yeah, Panera's yeah, they're, all right. They're decent. Um, Uh-oh. What? I just thought of one more honorable mention. What? Denny's and IHOP. All right, another honorable mention is Denny's and IHOP. Denny's Golden and IHOP. Corral. It is a buffet. Golden it's Corral. Got dessert. Golden Corral. You, we've only went once. I cried because we weren't going to McDonald's. Oh yeah, we were all like but, throwing a fit. Yeah, like, but trying. once we went in, we were amazed and we loved no, it so much. All right, all right. So here, much. let me. We were all like fighting and stuff, and Dad was like, "Okay, guys, we're going to a Golden Corral." So we packed up our things, and we were all crying because we we're like, "Oh, Golden Corral's gonna be yeah. a bad place. We, we want to go to McDonald's." We got there, and we got there, and it was crazy. Yeah, it was. They like, had a chocolate fountain. It was. They had. I, I haven't been there since. I need to go there. There's one right down the block but there's rumors that that one uses bugs in their food so like you know yeah yeah the percentage of dessert we ate yeah, was more than the- half than the percentage of normal things we ate it was so good I golden corral is amazing this is hopefully the thing they I don't have buffet. their bugs in their food this is the thing i love about buffets you can eat as much as you want for the same price yeah it's so Even great it's like i love buffets you can if like- it's ten dollars you can have 50 meals that's that's just epic. So anything, yeah. anyways, I think we gotta wrap this yeah. up. Um, <laughs> Ethan Epperson and this is Jackson Epperson. J. E. Miles, uh, thank you. We've taken over the show. We'll be right back after these messages. RVs break down. Trust us on this one. And with repair costs averaging three hundred dollars per hour between parts and labor. There's no time like the present to protect your life on the road with Wholesale Warranties. Wholesale Warranties is the leading provider of warranty protection in the RV community. With the focus on reliable coverage and customer service, Wholesale Warranties keeps you on the road where you belong. Don't let repair bills sideline your summer RV trip. Your RV will break down, but with wholesale warranties, your budget doesn't have to. Get a free quote today so you can travel with peace of mind tomorrow. Visit wholesalewarranties.com or call 800-939-2806 for your free quote. So thanks to Jack and Ethan for telling everyone all of the fast food restaurants that we take our children to. (laughs) They came up with that all on their own. Yes. (laughs) We were not involved in that. I was downstairs hearing some of it with my fingers touching my forehead with (laughs) like basically with my head in my hands going, oh no, they're just, they're really, really letting a lot of things out of the shed here. Like. (laughs) <laughs> did they did I just hear the words golden corral that was I just want that pointed out twice twice in their lifetime we have taken them there out of necessity also and those children- eats mac and cheese at every restaurant so I'm not quite sure it matters because half of them sell mac and cheese from craft oh. <laughs> Uh, that that mac and cheese from red robin that's crap that's crap here's the thing though if i made that craft macaroni and cheese and i put it on front in front of him at home he'd be like this is gross (laughs) also what was that shade he threw about 
oh, I have two of my favorite restaurants. Nobody ever takes me to. Yeah. What are you talking about? Seriously? (laughs) I'll be eating those salad and breadsticks for days, son. I'll take you there tomorrow (laughs) if we need to. All right. We are here to talk about our experience in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Chapel Hill, wonderful little town. I loved Chapel Hill. So this fell right on the heels. If you listened to last week's episode, we talked about our time in Raleigh. We left Raleigh and we bounced right over to Chapel Hill. It's a really easy, I think maybe 20 20 minute drive yeah, yeah, between the two. Chapel Hill, of course, is the home to the University of North Carolina Tar Heels. And we spent a lot of time around the campus area. So we did stay at a hotel in this part of our experience here in North Carolina. This was, again, part of our little North Carolina family car road trip. And we stayed at the Aloft Chapel Hill Hotel. And Aloft is a really cool little funky hotel chain. I like Aloft a lot. Yeah. (laughs) That's a mouthful. They're sort of like real, real modern and funky. They have little bars in the lobby with pool tables and foosball and happy hour and all kinds of Yeah. You can bring games up to your room, which is really fun. So it's sort of, um, they really kind of have this vibe of wanting you to have a good time, engage with them. And one of the things, because I had talked to them a little bit before they got there is that for the boys, they kind of turned our room a little bit into a camping room. Yeah, they so, have a camp aloft package that yeah. you can get. And so this had, we walked in and it had a few things for them and and just sort of like the idea that we were camping, even though we weren't in our RV, they wanted us to feel right at home. And that was fun. And there's a little video, we'll link to it in the show notes that we have up on our Wondering Families IGTV. You know, it's sort of Instagram's version of YouTube and it's, Ethan and the boys walking in because they didn't know this was going to be there. So I wanted to see their reaction and it's fun to see them just get so stoked. And Henry's, you know, yelling, that's my bed. That's my bed. You know, <laughs> Cause that's Henry. So it was a really fun hotel and a really great place to stay. If you are wanting to access all that Chapel Hill has to do. So the thrust of our trip though, was the UNC campus, university of North Carolina And uh, we started out by taking a a big walking tour of the grounds there. Yeah. I don't think you go to Chapel Hill and not go to the campus. No. It's it's impossible to. I mean, the main strip of Chapel Hill, the campus is right there. It's the oldest state-run university in the country. And, 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 you know, all the buildings are sort of that that old world campus vibe. Yeah. It's a really beautiful campus, you know, university of North Carolina, the Tar Heels. If you are into sports and especially into college sports, then I'm sure you're familiar with them. I learned a few things about sports. You did. You learned a few things at the North Carolina basketball museum. I did. And I have, so I'll tell the story because if I don't tell it, you're going to really make me seem pretty silly. Uh, We get there. No, actually, I'll probably do a fine job of doing this myself. So we get there and this docent, this woman, she takes us in. She gives us a little, you know, sort of rundown of the museum. And we're going to watch this video. And she says, you know, one of our most famous or favorite exhibits for everybody. And the one that gets a ton of pictures is of Michael Jordan. And I think to myself, oh, well, that's so nice. Like they have a Michael Jordan exhibit. That's strange. He played for the Bulls. I don't quite understand that, but okay. I mean, you know, whatever. So we watched this video that introduces the basketball team and it comes, light bulbs start coming on and I realize, oh, 
oh, Michael Jordan went to school here. <laughs> yes. And so I. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people don't know that. It's, you're not really, the only one. I haven't yeah. met anyone yet who doesn't know that. <laughs> well. And so we get done and I say to you, I was like, I had no idea Michael Jordan went to school here. And of course you're famous. Oh yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they do, they have a whole section in this museum and it's a small museum, but you're going to get a, you're going to get a thorough overview about this basketball team, but they have a little section that's Michael Jordan. It's got one of his Olympic jerseys. It's got some signed basketballs from, and it's got uh, reports from his coaches. Those were fascinating. Yeah. Things they sent ho- sent him home to work on in the summer, which is hilarious. And then uh, it has his, uh, a letter from Coach K at Duke. You know, Duke is is right nearby there, and of course, Duke is a as a famous college basketball team as well. And uh, but everybody in the area wants to go to University of North Carolina, and Michael Jordan turned Duke down. So there's a letter from Coach K at Duke saying, you know, sorry you didn't choose us. We hope you'll, you know, good best of luck on your your educational career. Yeah. And somehow That's, so Michael yeah. Jordan ends up donating that letter to his alma mater and they put it up. I, it is predominantly displayed too. You know, they do not have any issue with throwing shade over yeah. at Duke. And they are very happy to be like, we got Jordan, you didn't get Jordan. So, <laughs> so the basketball museum is is real neat, uh, but we also need to mention uh, something that was closed when we were there. When we were there, which is supposed to be really awesome, is their planetarium. Yeah, we were just weeks away from them reopening. They had been remodeling, and that was one of those things that everyone said we should do. So, thankfully, we have friends who live in the area who are big UNC fans, and we can return to check it out. Yeah. It is apparently a, a, a really a big science center. It's not just a planetarium dome where you go in and, and, and watch planetarium experiences, but they really have a whole lot of exhibits and all that. One other thing though, that we did get to visit on the grounds of UNC was their art museum, the Ackland art museum. This is a, fantastic art museum beautiful it's free and they do what we've talked a little bit about this and i love that art museums are doing more of this they have kits for the kids and this particular kit had a magnifying glass had paper like a notebook in it with some writing utensils and then it had questions and it encouraged the kids to go around and find in the different rooms the pieces of art that matched the question and to sketch. They were really encouraging the kids to sketch. And Henry was absolutely fascinated by this. He was just sketching all different pieces of art throughout the museum. And it's a small museum as well. Probably four rooms, I think. Wouldn't you say four or five rooms? Four large galleries. Right. Yeah. Galleries, excuse me. He just kept going around to all the different pieces of art and he would say, oh, I want to sketch that one. Or he would sketch something and want me to guess what it was, which was very unique experience. <laughs> and those magnifying glasses were really useful to like go up and, and look closely and see the brush strokes. The kids really loved that. Especially some of the older pieces of art, especially the real realistic looking pieces from the 15th and 16th century, 17th centuries. And to be able to go and hold that magnifying glass up to them and really then be able to break down those individual strokes. So if you have kids, don't think 
that art museums are off limits to you anymore. They're not. They want you. They want you to come and they want these kids to engage with art because they realize that without children being engaged in art, art does not survive. Much of the UNC campus, including right near the the art museum, is on what's called Franklin Street, which is sort of their main thoroughfare. It's a lot of little historic little shops, uh, little soda fountains and stuff like that. And we had a real good time just not only walking the campus and discovering all these places, but walking down Franklin Street as well and and seeing all that the the little town shops had to offer. We're going to have more on Chapel Hill a little bit later in the show. Are you craving grape soda right now? I am. Oh, that grape soda was so good. I know. Oh. I'm surprised you didn't bring it up. Oh, so good. Summer's here, and that means we are all getting outside and being sporty. Are you being sporty, Jason? I am. What are you doing to be sporty these days? I'm wearing my Shady Rays. You're wearing your Shady Rays. Are you wearing their X-Series? Because their X-Series is for getting sporty. I don't have their X-Series yet, but I'm looking through the lineup and wanting a pair too. Yeah, first off, the name, okay, is Blackout. There's Blackout Incognito. And these are X-Series, all sport frames. They have a strong grip, a wide peripheral vision, and they are made for high performance. If you are gonna go and you're gonna hike to the top of Angel's Landing, you are gonna need to be wearing your Black Emeralds, okay? Uh, The Black Emeralds look pretty sweet. They do have some called Black Tank, and I'm just gonna leave it there. And the best part is you can get 50% off your entire order if you buy two pairs or more by going to ShadyRays.com and using the code RV. Use the code RV at ShadyRays.com to get 50% off your entire order if you buy two pairs or more. It's time for our favorite segment of the show, the Fresh Tank Black Tank segment, in which we discuss the great things and the not so great things happening in the world of RVing, in the world of nature and national parks, in the world of our lives, in the world of everything, everywhere. Just in the world of Abby's life. In the world. (laughs) Abby, what is your Fresh Tank this week? So my Fresh Tank takes me home to Chicago. I don't know if anyone has heard this, but currently there is an alligator on the loose in Chicago. Now, if if you're from the South, that that doesn't sound like a big deal to you. There are not alligators in Chicago. No, there are not. (laughs) Alligators are not a common occurrence. You don't go walking down the street and like see an alligator hanging out in the ditch. If you want to see an alligator in Chicago, you got to go to a zoo. There's no, but nobody knows where this alligator came from. Nope. They assume it was somebody's, you know, illegal pet. <laughs> it's amazing. Here's the thing. It is in a section of Chicago called Humboldt Park, and it's in the Humboldt Park Lagoon. They've been able to narrow this down. First off, hashtag team alligator is alive and well in Chicago. People are advocating if this alligator is going to eat the rats, keep the alligator. <laughs> it is amazing. They have named the alligator Chance the Snapper, which is just, I love my hometown so much. Chance the Rapper, of course, is a famous Chicago musician. And Chance the Snapper is our new little 
Chicago mascot alligator. So it's so great. So here, I just have to read this paragraph. So a Chicago police spokeswoman, this is amazing, said there were no overnight reports of the elusive alligator being trapped in the Humboldt Park Lagoon. So it was day four of the hunt for the four to five foot reptile that has fascinated Chicagoans drawing crowds to the lagoons. Of course, people are coming to the lagoon. That's so Chicago. Get your lawn chairs out. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. I can't believe no one can report. Where is this four to five foot alligator? That's like as tall as Jack. Stick their eyes out and that's it. You know, it's a lagoon. Get the, put their nose no up to breathe to, and nobody wants to go in after it's it. probably in the sewers. Somebody call Lincoln Park Zoo. What's going on here? <laughs> it's amazing. Chance the snapper. If you're listening, you hold out, buddy. Do not give in. Do not give up. We got a rat problem in that city and we're looking to you to fix it. So this is awesome. We will continue to follow Alligator Gate and we'll let you know how it goes next week. You want my black tank now, or do you want to do your fresh tank? What's your black tank? Go ahead. My black tank. So my black tank is the magazine industry and black tanking the cost of magazines. Wow. Have you been to a, a newsstand recently? Yeah. I have. Hello. In fact, with you. Yeah, I know. Cause I was complaining about it yesterday <laughs> as I stand there at like first world problems. Okay. But can we talk just for a second about the fact that we're, so we were at Barnes and Noble yesterday. And I saw this magazine, food magazine, that was uh, based around gluten-free because I'm really trying to eliminate gluten and some other things from my diet. So I thought, this looks like a really interesting magazine. I might want to pick this up. So I'm flipping through it and I like it. I flip it over to see how much it costs. It's $10.95. I can go get a gluten-free cookbook for that, if not less. That's $10.99 plus you have all the ads in there. I love magazines. I just didn't realize. And I used to have a ton of magazine subscriptions when we lived in Chicago, somewhere between that ending and yesterday, I did not realize that magazines had become really just for a certain demographic to be able to afford. Not all, not all magazines are that bad. And you know, one magazine that I absolutely love is the only magazine we really get is the family RVing magazine from the FMCA. This is true. And they're awesome because they include that in your subscription. Yeah, it's pretty much worth it just for that. I know. Even yeah. if you just had that magazine, I yeah, I can't even go on about it. Like I was so frustrated and I kept thinking, well, maybe it's this particular food magazine. And I just kind of stood there for a few minutes mm-hmm. and I pulled magazines and I looked at the price. I didn't find a magazine that wasn't under nine dollars wasn't wasn't your la- wasn't your black tank last week greeting cards yeah look what's going on with the paper industry okay i'm gonna <laughs> all right so jason what is your fresh tank for the week can we start with my black tank because i want to end on a good note oh yes please right. uh a man was charged for using bear spray on students passing by his rv in redwood city whoa yeah this is insane He was irritated by several eighth graders who were either knocking on or throwing items at his RV, I guess is what he said. But he got mad. He's a 42-year-old man, grabbed a can of bear spray and randomly sprayed it out one of his RV windows on a group of students, parents, and teachers returning from a park outing. He's facing multiple misdemeanor assault charges relating to the incident that impacted 12 people on May 31st. 
I don't know why this guy is so Les Miserables, but that's <laughs> He acknowledged something. using the spray in his irritation at the kid's behavior, prosecutors said. Could you imagine if we whipped out bear spray every time the kids drove us nuts? <laughs> <laughs> the charge was the unlawful use of tear gas and assault. Anyway. Ouch. All right. My fresh tank this week is this woman, uh, veteran DIYer and blogger Sarah Lemp. Her blog is allthingswithpurpose.com. She has turned flipping RVs into her passion. She's learned a lot about it. She's a mother of five, and she buys she buys cheap rundown or vintage RVs. She brings them back to life for next to nothing. Sometimes she spends under $2,000 to renovate them. She's done, she's done like six of them now. Okay, before you continue, mm-hmm. are you sure that Sarah Lemp is not a pseudonym for Joanna Gaines? <laughs> no. Because this sounds very fixer upper right now. <laughs> her, her, she and her husband and her, her, her kids often use them for the for a few trips, and then they sell them off for profit. Um, and she's got some great tips. This is the main reason I brought this up. She's got some great tips if you're interested in doing a little rehab of your RV, or if you're looking to sort of get into the RV flipping game. Uh, the first thing she says is the power of paint. It's amazing what paint can do to freshen up both the interior and exterior of an RV or trailer to seal out smells and give each RV a fresh look. Lemp uses a lot of white paint. I believe that. She also uses vodka to sanitize cushions that can't be removed. And this is an old theater trick. A lot of costume technicians in the theater will put vodka in a spray bottle to spray down costumes overnight that need to be dry cleaned so that you can get the smell out without having to take them to the cleaners. A lot of theater costumers also come back into the dressing room and wonder why (laughs) their spray bottle is empty (laughs) and all the actors are, we all just sit there and we're like, we don't know. We have no idea. Vodka is a disinfectant and also removes the scent. She also says to move fast. If you're going to buy an RV that's cheap, that is sort of run down, they, they go quickly. Trailers that are priced to sell on a forum like Facebook Marketplace will go instantly. She'll often buy them in less than a day of searching for them. She also does little Joanna Gaines style tricks to make the RVs look a bit more modern. So she'll actually make a white painted wall look like shiplap by taking a Sharpie and drawing straight lines across it. I would just buy shiplap. <laughs> that, that stuff's expensive. It is expensive, but Sharpie... You have, that's got to be a straight line. And then when you go to color that in, you can't mess it up. The strokes all have to go the same way. That's true. That's really impressive. So there's an in-depth article about the lamps in the Detroit news that we'll link to in the show notes. Check it out. Are you going to do Sharpie in our RV now? In our new RV? No, probably not. I didn't know if that was like you trying to like gear up for, hey, I've got this idea. It involves a Sharpie. All right. It's time for the new brain teaser. I know you're all excited. I know you are, Abby. Jason, it's your you favorite make, moment of the show. Why do you always make me out every week to be such a disliker of the brain teaser? I don't know. It's fun. You know how much I love it. You know how much I spend all week talking to you about it and trying to figure out the answer because I like to play along. Sweaty Beard the Pirate. Wow, we're done. <laughs> Sweaty Beard the Pirate wow. was counting his latest haul of treasure, which consisted of rings, necklaces, and earrings. There are 26 items altogether. He has two and a half times as many rings as necklaces, and the number of pairs of earrings is four less than the number of rings. How many earrings 
does sweaty beard have? Okay. Sweaty beard is clearly the middle child <laughs> to black beard. Like it's clear he got, he has serious middle child syndrome going on here. He's got his brother, black beard, who's like revered and feared. And all he can think to do is come up with sweaty beard. You know, Blackbeard used to put fireworks in his beard. I know he did. <laughs> and then he's got sad little brother sweaty beard sitting over there. And the only thing he's Count, got. Go- his earrings. <laughs> <laughs> only thing he's got going for him is sweat is dripping <laughs> off his beard. Uh, That's sad. It's rough life for Poor sweaty beard the pirate. sweaty beard. Poor guy. I'm glad we could give him his moment. Yeah. So if you know the answer to the sweaty beard conundrum, you can email us at editor at rvmiles.com or you can shoot us a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Please let us know by Thursday because we do record on Fridays and we want to be able to get everybody in who wants to play along. And this week, again, we're giving away a Not All Who Wander Our Lost t-shirt, which is available in the RV Miles store if you don't want to wait your turn to win one. That's right. And we will link to that in the show notes. Are you getting ready to go on a long weekend camping trip? You're going to want to check out Pelican 70 quart cooler. That's just the right size for a family of fours, weekend food and drinks. We love our Pelican coolers for how long they hold ice, how robust they are, for the fact that they're bear proof. Bear proof is, is a great thing because it's not just bears, it's raccoons you're keeping out. And you can put your food outside, you can have your drinks in your cooler, sitting outside your RV in a bear proof Pelican cooler and not worry one bit about it. We also love that Pelican coolers are made in America and they're guaranteed for life. To learn more about this 70 quart Pelican cooler, head over to pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles and you're going to get a free tumbler with any purchase of any Pelican cooler. That's pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles or click the link in the show notes. So in addition to the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill has a whole lot more to offer. And one of the things that we started off with was the North Carolina Botanical Garden. I love botanical gardens, and this one was so pretty. Botanical gardens are fantastic, and we seek them out wherever we go. This one has more than a 1,000 acres, including 10 acres of display gardens. Their carnivorous plant collection is known as one of the best in the Southeast. We didn't get to find the carnivorous plant collection. We didn't. I don't know how we missed it. I know. But we did. We mainly visited, though, the Children's Wonder Garden. We spent sort of most of our time there. We did. And if we are honest, and we try to be, we've already given you an insight into the food our children enjoy. This was a rough day for us with the kids at the Botanical Garden. It kind of resulted in me throwing my hands up and saying, everybody go get in the car. I've had it. (laughs) It was one of those days. It was one of those days and it was very hot. It was an incredibly hot day, probably close to a hundred degrees. You know, the kids were tired. We were tired. I recognize that we'd been really busy. We'd been outside at this botanical garden. You know, Henry had written some letters to the fairies. They had this really sweet little area where you could write letters to the fairies in the children's garden. And I was trying to do that with him. And his older brothers were being his older brothers. And it was really frustrating me. And 
I just decided that um, I made an executive decision. And usually when I make an executive decision, everybody just moves. And I made this executive decision in a very, I was just frustrated and I, we needed to go. Yeah. I mean, uh, whatever it, yeah. it happens and it's not the only time it's ever happened. And but, it won't be the last time it uh, happens, but, but I <laughs> did, I did have the intention and it, it didn't work out because I, I calmed down before we go back to the hotel, but I was like on my way to drop all of you off at the hotel. And then I was driving myself back to that botanical <laughs> garden because it is such a well taken care of, well laid out, beautiful place. And now we have another item that we can look forward to visiting when we come back. Yeah. The next place we visited in Chapelville is a great little children's museum uh, called Kid Zoo. It's in this mall called University Place. And uh, Kid Zoo, I, I, uh, children's museum to me isn't quite the right word for it. It's almost like part children's museum, part maker space, I think. Yes. And it's a large part maker space. It is. I spent a really long time talking with the people that worked there and they kind of gave me a little tour and, and shared with me some insight. And they are very much also about the community. They have this beautiful treehouse area that sort of sits right in the middle of the space. And that is local artists that crafted that. They have this theater area with shadow puppets or, you know, they've got a stage and the kids can get dressed and they can, you know, play and they really, and then they have this, this maker space that you talked about. And inside that maker space, they have people that work there that engage with the kids and work with them on items. Now, what I really, really loved about this. And one of the things we talked a lot about while we were there is how this space, often children's museums, you tap out at a certain age, yeah, right? So Jack has kind of tapped out, aged out is probably a better way of saying it to children's museums, not here. He had plenty to keep him engaged. There was a rock wall that he was able to climb up. He loved then that maker space. And that's where he spent most of his time. Yeah. And what I'll say about the maker space too, is that actually I feel like maker spaces are often geared too much to older kids. And this one was great for a wide range of kids there. There was stuff that Henry and Ethan could do too, like gluing popsicle sticks and pipe cleaners and stuff like that together yeah. along with being able to use nails and hammers and wrenches and, and, and that stuff. So it's K I D Z U and it's, it's in a mall. It's, it's not a huge children's museum. It's not that type of place. This is a place that you go and spend a few hours, but it's well, well worth your time. I really enjoyed it. And I had such a wonderful conversation with their director and I really value what they're doing and they just, I cannot say enough about this place. If you are anywhere in that area, please take your kids. They will find so much value in it and you will find so much value in it. It's a beautiful creative space and they are looking to expand, which makes my heart sing because they want kids to be creative and they're going to just build on what they have and it's going to be wonderful. All right. It's time to talk food. And we probably spent like 70% of our time in, in the couple of days we're in Chapel, Chapel Hill. I would like to thank Chapel Hill for eating. the fact that I gained six pounds. So <laughs> it's all from Chapel Hill. We went to an Italian restaurant called Pazzo Italian, P-A-Z-Z-O, where we had great Italian food, Italian 
seafood, which, yes. you know, because you're in, you know, the Carolinas, you can get some good seafood there. The kids, of course, had pizza. They have attached pizza, pizza restaurant where you can just get pizza too. So we also ate at Elmo's Diner. We had a great breakfast at Elmo's Diner in the Carmel Mall. And this is an old sort of converted uh, mall with sort of quaint little shops. So this was one of the best breakfasts I've ever had in my entire life. And that is no joke. I had this Santa Fe breakfast bowl that had cornmeal fritters, black beans, seasoned sweet potatoes. It had this gorgeous red sauce on it, feta cheese, sliced avocado. It was phenomenal. I could have sat there and ate bowl after bowl after bowl. It was so good. If you eat nowhere else for breakfast while you are anywhere in that area, you have to go here and you have to eat the Santa Fe bowl. The rest of us had French toast, which has orange, orange. flavoring in oh. it, which is a wonderful, wonderful place. We also ate at a place, we had real Southern fried chicken at a place called Mama Dip's Kitchen. And this is like your stereotypical Southern diner food. Now you all know why I gained six pounds, right? Yeah. Like I just said, the Santa Fe bowl. Yeah. Then we go and we eat some fried chicken you just don't get more like comfort food than mama dips. We ate at a brunch place called the egg and I near the hotel, which is great. You can just walk right down, go in. They were so nice there. The food was fantastic. And we ate at top of the hill, which is a brewery that is right by the UNC campus and the art museum. It's right on the corner there. And it, uh, we had a lunch we did lunch there. Uh, we had lunch there, but they have the brewery right inside, big glass walls. You can see all the equipment and stuff, which is really cool. Delicious. I had a wheat beer right up my alley. It was fantastic. It's exactly what you need to drink in the middle of the afternoon when it's nice and hot outside and you've been looking at art. It's also on like the third or fourth floor. It kind of overlooks Franklin Street. Yeah, no, we didn't sit outside. They have an outdoor patio. And I think that if we were to go back, I wish we had sat outside. Yeah. I think it was just so hot it that day. It was very hot. But if you go there for dinner or for drinks and you catch a beautiful sunset at the end of you know the day, that's the place. Don't sit inside. Get outside if you can. You get a great view of the city. So the best food that we had the entire time we were there, though, and this is, to me, this is like, this is something you drive to Chapel Hill just yeah, for this. For sure. Al's Burger Shack. Yes. Al. You, sir, have the burgers. Amazing. <laughs> they are incredible. They have all different types or, you know, different weird creations. You get hot dogs. Um, but the bottom line is whatever is on top of it, the burger itself, I don't know what is inside that, but it is incredible. It's, I, I'm speechless. I'm speechless about them. It, it tastes like, it it's tastes so like you took like, a prime ribeye and made a burger out of it. And uh, it really is a shack. I mean, there's not much yeah, no to the inside. There's some decent seating outside. At, you at really only tables. sit outside. There's yeah. just a few rows of bar stools that you could do inside, but it's so packed and compact in there with people coming in and ordering that you really want to sit outside. Now you also are going to probably have to navigate where to sit. It's like long picnic tables and when we were there, and this is summer, so it's not even during the school year, the place was packed. It was. It was very much packed, and it was in the middle of the day. And if you get a burger, they come in two sizes. They come in the little size, which don't bother ordering, and then they come in the big size. I ordered the little size for you. I can tell you right now, 
get the big size. They were voted the best burger in America in July of 2018 by both Food and Wine Magazine and TripAdvisor. All right, done. Mic drop. Don't need to say anymore. Good, good stuff. They also have a second location. So if you can't get into the, uh, the that location there, right downtown Chapel Hill, there's another one as well. Do you think but, they would deliver oh, here? <laughs> Do they freeze them and send them? Actually, oh, they have three locations. They have the downtown on Franklin Street. They have one on Market Street, and they have one in Governor's Village. Gosh, Jason, I can't believe how long we've talked about these burgers. But seriously, <laughs> they're so. Well, good. I just, I just, just say, let me, let me just, let me just mention like what's <laughs> on one of these, right? So I had the Kenny J, which was bacon, grilled onions, cherry wine, barbecue sauce, and spicy pimento cheese. The pimento cheese was phenomenal. Yeah. I went old school bacon cheeseburger and I said to you, I get this bacon cheeseburger and I said, this is one of the best bacon cheeseburgers I've ever had because they did nothing but make me a bacon cheeseburger. You know, sometimes you order a bacon cheeseburger and it's totally eclipsed by maybe they've put a fancy, you know, aioli on it or, you know, they put a lot of veggies. Like you're getting a bacon cheeseburger. Okay. You didn't buy it for the veggies <laughs> and it did have a lot of some tomato on it, but it was all about that burger and how it was complimented by that bacon it was so good. Their San Felipe has chili sauce, Fritos, fresh jalapeno, chopped onion, spicy ranch, and cheddar. And that's their most popular. I think that's what won them the award for 2018. So among all the other things to do, Chapel Hill really is about food. And if you go there, make sure you... Wear you your know, stretchy pants. Wear your stretchy pants <laughs> and, uh, and you uh, starve yourself for a day or two. <laughs> Before hitting the town. <laughs> it's so good. All right. That's the show for today. For links to everything we talked about on today's episode, visit us at rvmiles.com slash 102. And if you love the national parks, and we sure hope you do, we invite you to join us on America's National Parks Podcast. You can find us at nationalparkpodcast.com. This week, it's all about the myth, the man, the legend, Lincoln, and the memorial that was put together in his honor. You can follow RV Miles as well as our personal travel blog, Our Wandering Family, all over social media and visit us at ourwanderingfamily.com. Also, make sure to check out the Our Wandering Family and the RV Miles YouTube channels. Make sure you're subscribed there to get all the latest videos. And a big thank you to our sponsors, L.L. Bean, Wholesale Warranties, Shady Rays, PelicanCoolers.com and Road Trippers. And a big thank you to you all for listening. Until next week, everyone, keep logging those RV miles. Bye.